This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After witnessing a free-spending Arsenal travel to the Etihad to show a craven lack of fight and desire, the miserly, positive net spend, biggest small underdog club in the world, Man City, now travel to Craven Cottage to do exactly the opposite and charge forward with our title comeback. It's Friday the 28th of April and today at the City Report podcast, it's tits in a trolley day because I'm Ollie. I'm Ollie. And I'm Ollie. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Whisper it people, but the treble is well and truly on. So gear up for what could be a potentially season-defining couple of weeks by heading over to Beer Monster. It's the place where you'll find all of your favourite household beers at refreshingly low prices and listeners can grab an extra £5 off any order between now and the end of April. What's more, with free shipping on all orders over £35, there is absolutely no excuse. UK residents only 18 and over drink responsibly. So, guys, we're off the back of a stunning victory over Arsenal, to be honest. I didn't get the chance to join you guys on the uh, review podcast, but, I mean, it was it was just sensational. The, the performances from back to front, we we schooled them, in short. I, I, I mean, for me, it was, it was the most enjoyable game of the season so far. It was just absolutely sensational in, in every manner of the word, and... I think what made it even sweeter for me personally was was just the sheer contrast between the title race crunch games we had against peak Liverpool versus last night. I think it, it just showed you know, Liverpool were a different level to Arsenal. And whilst you've got to give Arsenal credit, they're up there. They've beaten the other 18 teams consistently. They're not quite ready to face down City, at least head-to-head. But... 
the job's not done. We've beaten them twice. That's over. And now we've got to go and finish the job. Um, Ollie McCall, you were on the review podcast, so I'm going to skip over you right now. But Ollie Lowe, if you briefly, before we get into Fulham, want to give me your thoughts on the game and how you're feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to feel any way apart from emphatic. Um, it, it really was men against boys last night. Um, and like you touched on in previous years against teams like Liverpool, and, and to be honest, even even United in sort of 17-18, the games were just different. Um, I was saying this today to a, to a couple of um, colleagues in my work. Those games used to be, you know, head to toe. They used to be uh, real battles is the only way you could describe them. There would be periods in the game where each team would rule possession and each team would look dangerous and each fan base would be on the edge of their seat praying that the other team wouldn't score. Whereas last night, it's it's almost as if Arsenal didn't get the script delivered. They, they just rolled over. Um, it was, to be honest, one of the more pathetic performances I've seen from a so-called title contender. And that's not to take away from what Arsenal have done this season. Like you say, they've been good against the teams that they need to perform against. But it almost seemed like the seconds that the pressure got got on them, they, they bowed out. And um, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be really, really disappointed in the performance last night. Their biggest game in 17 years, probably since the Champions League final in Barcelona in 2006. And it, it's like they didn't, even want to be there um, so from a City perspective absolutely fantastic I definitely can't wait for the rest of the running for the season now and um, I'm really really confident yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head there really it's we expected to be the better side right and we thought maybe they'll steal a result but however we thought the the, the quality aspect of the game was going to go it doesn't remove the fact from an Arsenal perspective that they just simply didn't turn up. They didn't. They, they, there was, as I said in the intro, you know, real lack of fight and desire. And that didn't look to me like a team that was coming in as scrappy underdogs to try and get a result to pull off what is, as you say, the biggest result in, in years and years for them. Um, from minute one, they were, they were panicking at the back. Uh, they, they, they just had really nothing to offer. I think they had a brief 10 to 15 minutes maybe in the second half where they did have more of the ball than us. But even then, they, they were unbelievably, incredibly ineffective with it. And yeah, from really across the 90 minutes, it was City's night. And I think we just proved that regardless of how the table looks right now, we are at least head-to-head a far better side. But Premier League, you play 38 games, you only have two against each other. So, again, credit to them. They are where they are because they've been consistent against everyone else. But hopefully, the old, as the old saying goes, the table never lies and we will end up topping it at the end of the season. So, that brings us on to our next challenge then. So, we've got Fulham away. Fulham have been a bit of a mixed bag this season. They started the season okay. They had a good run of form, then they had a bad run of form, then they had a good run of form, and now they're on an okay to bad run of form. So Fulham, Fulham have been a bit of everything, right? And where that's landed them is, as you might say, a bit of mid-table mediocrity. They're not in the relegation scrap. They've dropped off from the fight for Europe. You know, they're eight points behind Spurs, only six games to go. 13 wins, six draws, 13 losses. They've, they, they have really had a mixed bag season, but instead of win-loss, win-loss, draw, 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 win-loss... 
they've just gone on great runs, bad runs, great runs, bad runs. So Fulham at the moment, obviously they're without Mitrovic, uh, who we might have considered the biggest threat to us, apart from set pieces. Um, Andreas Pereira, good player, um, but they shouldn't really be posing a problem for us, should they, Ollie McCall? Um, well, you'd say that. I don't think they should be on paper, but you know, remember the game against them uh, back in November, October time. Um, you know, two one win with one with a last minute penalty, and you know, City celebrated that night at the Etihad like we just won the league. Um, you know, cr- crazy how times change. If we win at C- Craven Cottage, we'll go top at least for a day or two. Um, you know, it just shows the kind of crazy world of football. But I think City have come so far since then. You know, at that time of the year, we were still kind of scrapping and pretty much relying on Haaland to win us games, um, you know, to get us over the line from defensive mistakes. And obviously, we had, we had that sham red card for uh, the former City player, João Cancelo. Um, so, you know, it's it, it depends on how you want to see it. But I, I there's, there's enough in City's side to beat Fulham and not make it a problem. But City, you know, we know what their tradition, what they can traditionally be like, but the form they're on, you know, they just look imperious. And, I, and I've and I've said it all week. I've, I've been on this podcast what feels like all week, and I've been saying the same thing. City just look like we're in that spell, we're in that vein of form. No one can touch us. You know, if 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 anything wrong, if anything goes wrong for City in this game, it will be because of City, not because of the opposition. And I and I've been set, and I've been set, and you can say that for pretty much every game left in the title running, really. But I think it's particularly true here. You know, Fulham are a good side. They've done well this season. They've outperformed everyone's expectations. But City should be beating them. This shouldn't. This shouldn't even be, you know, a game to be mulling over and being worried about. Especially with Mitrovic out. Mitrovic is a danger man. He's had one of his best ever Premier League campaigns. But he's not in the team. So what? What does it matter really? You know, and you can look at Fulham and say they've done. They've done some really good business this summer. Jao uh, Palinha has been an absolute star for them in midfield. Obviously, ex City boy Tozan Adrabioyo still still in the team, um, having a, having an impact. Uh, Tim Ream, the US central defender, had a brilliant World Cup. Had a brilliant season for Fulham at the age of thirty five. You know, th- this is this is a team that know how to take challenge with the challenge with the big boys. But this time, I think City are just going to have too much for them. If we have too much for Arsenal, we sh- we certainly have too much for Fulham. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we are, again, this really does apply to us across the table, really, especially this season with Liverpool dropping off so hard that, in theory, on paper, we should have no problem with any of the other 19 teams, right? I think we can say that we are comfortably head and shoulders above everyone else in this league, but it is the Premier League, it throws up upsets. Now, Oli Lowe, Fulham had, prior to their... Um, so, so okay, just going to go back in their fixtures. They lost 1-0 to Villa last time out, away. They'd beaten Leeds 2-1. They'd beaten Everton 3-1. But before that, lost to West Ham, lost to Bournemouth, lost to United in the FA Cup, lost to, uh, to Arsenal, lost to Brentford. So outside of the two relegation candidates that they've played since oh, end of February, in fact, no, that win was against Leeds in the FA Cup, the last time they beat a team that wasn't in the relegation dogfight was 18th of February. They beat Brighton away. Now they're sitting comfortably mid-table. They're not in the relegation fight. They're not challenging for Europe thanks to that string of bad results. Is it too early, Ollie Lowe, to say that we're now at the stage of the season where Fulham will switch off because they've not got anything to play for? I'd like to think, um, from from a, a neutral perspective, no. 
Mainly, mainly just because you you think any Premier League team should be above that. Um, uh, but at the same time, you're right. Fulham don't have much left to play for. They're in a position of mediocrity at this point, really in the season. The only thing that they've got left to to play for is to appease the fans of their their new stand, um, which which looks lovely, by the way. Um, but you know they've they've won. I make it three in the last ten. Um, 10 fixtures like Ollie McCool said uh, just then they, they made some really good points um, I just can't see them I just can't see them competing in this game and I, I, one thing that I'd like to, to pick on pick up on that that Ollie just said is um, Ollie McCool I, I need to differentiate here because there's so many of us is that November that November fixture City sort of from the start of the season through to February are a completely different team from City February to to May. And I'm not just talking this season, I'm talking pretty much every season under Pep Guardiola. When we talk about typical City, that's kind of become a thing of the past um, after February. Now, don't get me wrong, Champions League, maybe you can say that's a bit of an exception. But in the league, and I've said this on previous podcasts, is there is no team that I can think of in, in English football history, who I would rather have hunting down a title than this Manchester City team because they they get this hunger in their eyes where they just seem like they will steamroll any opposition. And I, I just can't see Fulham being any different in that respect. I think they've had a very good season. I think if you're a Fulham fan, you take this season. You're probably going into the league thinking that there's a possibility of a relegation scrap. I think Marco Silva has done a brilliant job. I think they made some good signings and I think they, they they walk away at the end of this Premier League season very happy. But in terms of the game this weekend, I just think City are, are, are a different beast. They're going to steamroll through London and be back on the evening train to Manchester without a care in the world. And I can't see it going any differently. So before I get into the lineups then, because I think all three of us are pretty much agreed on how this game at least should go in theory. Uh, before we get into the break, because after the break we are going to talk about lineups, rotation, uh, injuries, uh, score predictions. For me, I'm going to go with ooh, 3-1. Um, we're scoring, we're doing fine, but we're still failing to keep clean sheets. Uh, we actually conceded a goal to Rob Holding, which is incredibly remarkable so despite how good we've been at the back uh, we are still really struggling to keep clean sheets so I'm going to go with 3-1 City uh, Haaland to get one and equal the uh, record that Shearer and Cole hold Um, maybe Grealish will pop up with one again and Going to go with Rodders. We've had we've had Stones ball for the last couple of weeks. I'm going to say Rodders is going to be the defensive player to pop up again this week. Uh, Ollie McCall, your predictions? Uh, school predictions wise, oh god, um, yeah, something similar, three four one. You know, City. Apart from the away game at Bayern, I think they've scored three goals or more in you know ten games in a row, excluding that game. Now it's a ridiculous run. Um, they're scoring goals so freely at the moment. They just look, they just know how to attack teams. So, yeah, you can definitely see Haaland getting that record uh, matched or maybe even beaten in this game. Um, you know, and I can, yeah, one or two others popping up with something. Uh, would like, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see Rodri pop up with another screamer because whenever he scores, it's always pandemonium. And, uh, 
you know, he'll probably he'll probably whip his shirt off and throw it into the crowd or something. You know, you know what he's like. But you know, it it just looks, it just feels like it could be just so routine for City. I don't think it's going to be one of those where we end up killing them off five, six, seven because Fulham aren't that type of team. They've been really quite resilient. Um, so I don't think they're going to make it a mauling, but you know, and they're more than capable of scoring themselves. They've got enough players to do that, as we've highlighted: Andreas Pereira, Mana Solomon. Uh, they've got some really good players in that team, and they're uh, Harry Wilson as well. Good, for, good from set pieces, really good free kick taker. So you know, there's potential in that team to get a goal, and keep it interesting. But I don't think we can look past anything more than routine City three or four goals in this one. Yeah, I think the only the only real threat to us perhaps will be over rotation, and we'll get into that in the second half of the episode. So, uh, Ollie Lowe, what do you reckon predictions for the game? I'm going to um, disagree with with Ollie McCall there and yourself. I think it is going to be a mauling. I'm I'm going to go for five one. I'd be tempted to say six one, but uh, on the side of preservation, I'm going to go for five one. I predict this weekend that Harlan's going to get a hat trick. Uh, I think he's going to break the record. I think he's going to get another Premier League hat-trick. I just think because of his mentality, I think he'll be really annoyed with with the other night. He played fantastically in a creative aspect, but you know we're aware of the chances that he missed. And when you're an elite striker like Haaland is, he'll be going out with a point to prove only to himself. He'll be saying, ah, I missed those chances the other night. I'm going to bag a, a, bag a hat full today. So I'm going to go a hat-trick for Haaland. I'm going to say that Grealish will get one and uh, I'll sneak a little Bernardo Silva goal in there. Um, I reckon there'll be some rotation in defence, so can probably imagine us conceding. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking 5-1. Myself and Ollie Lowe, we're back in Harlan goals and, uh, well, we'll find out in part two if he's even going to start. We're Man City and we might be on the piss again, but if you're wondering where to pick up the best beer this side of the Atlantic... Let me introduce you to Beer Monster, the online home of household brands, niche independent brews and the famous Beer Monster Draft Tap, allowing you, the listener, to pour the perfect pint from the comfort of your own home. Head over to BeerMonster.com for free shipping on all orders over £35 and if you're quick enough, you can grab an extra fiver off any purchase between now and the end of April. UK residents only, 18 and over, Drink responsibly. Hello and welcome back to part two of the City Report podcast, your place for daily Manchester City content. We are covering a preview of the Fulham game and we're all pretty confident. We think we're going to, well, I don't want to say walk it home, but we look good for a win. We should be uh, we should be beating them. You know, we've just proven our quality over Arsenal and we should be looking the same for Fulham. So that then brings in the question for rotation. For me personally, I think... The only risk of, of some kind of jeopardy and chaos or even perhaps a more lacklustre performance than what we've been putting in recently will be over-rotation. We've got the familiar problems at the moment. You know, Calvin Phillips isn't trusted, but Rodri has been putting serious minutes into those legs. Haaland, um, of course, you know, we, we manage him very carefully with his, his fitness, but ultimately he's started the vast majority of games. Alvarez will be chomping at the bit as well to get back into the side. Mares scored a hat-trick in the FA Cup, was on the bench for Arsenal. There's a few different points here to talk about where rotation might be concerned, and Pep has to be careful. So, Ollie McCall, going to fire over to you. How do you think we're going to shape up lineup wise who's out, who's in, and 
does that perhaps pose a threat to our assumed dominance of this game? Um, I'll start with the last question, which is probably a weird place to start, but I don't think it will. Uh, I think, you know, Pep's idea of a squad is, you know, kind of 17, 18 top level players and then a handful of others. Uh, And I think he's whittled that list down to, you know, 14, 15 at most now of the players he really, really trusts to get us over the line in these games. And I don't think we're actually going to see too much rotation. Um, you know, this, the, the three the three key areas, um, right wing, midfield setup and defensive setup. I think it's going to be the 3-2-4-1 with the box midfield, you know, Stones tucking in. Um, I think the decision really is Walker or Akanji. I can see Laporte coming in for Ake. Um, because, you know, we're, we're always really worried. We're always really kind of tense with Ake, especially with his hamstrings. He's had constant problems there with that muscle. So I think they'll want to be careful not bringing him back in, even if he's available. We haven't seen him in training. We haven't seen any training picks of the last couple of days. So who knows whether he's actually fit, but I think it'll be Laporte, Diaz and Akanji. Um, Kyle Walker will be back on the bench for this one and probably brought on as a closer. Um, and then, the, and then the midfield. You know, the decision, as always, is Gundo and Bernardo. But then that decision is influenced by who plays at right wing, which will be Bernardo, or, which will be Bernardo or Mares. Uh, I think it's time to reward Mares with another start. Um, and I think the only reason he didn't get that start against Arsenal is because it was Arsenal. Um, you know, Pep wanted to control that game, keep the tempo. Bernardo's the ultimate presser, and you've seen how City were pressing them with that front line. You know, they needed Bernardo in that position. So I think we can probably see. Um, a change there. And I do think Alvarez is going to start this one with Haaland um, in place of Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, there's been talk of uh, Pep's favourite word, niggles, uh, little injuries, little fitness problems there with, um, you know, with Kev after the game against Arsenal. So I think we'll see Alvarez start in that kind of behind the, behind the striker role, 10, 8 almost. And, you know, he just brings so much energy into the game, you know, and he's, desperate for a start you can just see it whenever he comes on the pitch he's just desperate for a start and this feels like the perfect game to do it you know we've got to, we've got to outwork them and you know playing and when you've got the tired legs of Rodri who is so desperate for a rest but will not get one uh, I think you need someone like Alvarez and, and a you know and then you can put someone like Gundogan next to him and control the game that way so you know that sounds like a lot more changes in my head and I probably should go through a line of him in my head more clearly next time but um Alvarez in for De Bruyne, Mara's in for Bernardo, and Laporte coming in for Walker. Yeah, and, and I can completely understand why it's hard to make sense of it in your head because th- this is a really critical time of the season. You know, this is what this is. I mean, amongst everything else, where Pep does earn his money, right? We've got to be careful because Fulham, in theory, are one of the easier opponents with all due respect to Fulham they you know they are they are flying this season in comparison to perhaps where people had them uh, for predicted pre-season but we've got to be careful because we don't want to be complacent over rotate ruin the rhythm but at the same time we've got some huge games coming up um you know we've, we've got to exercise caution not to uh, throw throw this form into jeopardy uh, and just throw the feel-good factor that's going around the club at the moment into jeopardy as well. So, uh, Ollie Lowe, what do you reckon, mate? What rotations do you see? Um, and then just some comments on, really, if you're worried that any rotation could cause us some issues or 
which is completely understandable. Are you confident that we could heavily rotate and still comfortably get the result? I don't think, for the most part, which is what so many uh, pundits seem to be struggling with at the moment, I don't think City can heavily rotate to a certain extent. Um, this idea that City have a big, big, massive squad full of, you know, endless depth is um, complete parody. And, you know, I agree with what Ollie McCool was just saying um, in the sense that, you know, I think small rotations make sense. I think a lot of the ones that Ollie McCool pointed out, um, I'd agree with. The, the main thing for me at this point is that I, I truly believe Pep Guardiola, having watched him in the running for the past four or five years now, every year when he gets to this time of the season, he says the same thing. Every game's a final. Every single game's a final. We're not thinking about the next game or the next game after that or the next game after that. It's always about this game. So I do genuinely, because I think he's a little bit psychotic in a way, think that whilst we're here saying, do you rest Rodri for this game? Or, you know, well, we've got Real Madrid coming up or we've got the games midweek. Like, is he thinking about maybe giving Foden a start? Do He's not thinking about any of that. He's just thinking about Fulham. I can promise you right now, he's in his room watching Fulham compilations, only thinking about Fulham, and that's all that he cares about. So when it comes to the lineup, I don't think he'll be thinking three weeks down the line. I don't think he'll be thinking, who do I need to start here, here, there, and, you know, in the in the running. It is just about Fulham. So I think rotation, yeah, expected. I probably agree. I expect Laporte to come in. I think, you know, we know the situation with Laporte at the moment doesn't seem to be too fantastic, but he still needs to keep his squad happy um, with, with you know, hopefully more than 10 games to go within this season. Um, the only thing that I can sort of think of that Ollie McCall maybe didn't point out is Foden. You know, he's coming back from fitness. He's had a few cameos. Is, is he maybe due a start? Grealish obviously, you know, played emphatically the other night and is such a key part of our high press. With maybe that press not being as necessary against Fulham, could we see Foden get a start alongside Alvarez and Mares um, and Haaland? Who knows? We'll see. But I think, yeah, City have a smaller squad than most would like to admit. Pep Guardiola trusts each one of those players infinitely. I think we can see very clearly throughout this season the players that he doesn't trust, i.e. Calvin Phillips. Um, and, you know, I just sort of think whoever he plays, um, we'll, we'll get the win. I'll see some small rotations, but um, in no sense do I think we're going to see a lineup that he doesn't trust to win that game. Where trust is concerned, Pep's trust in his players is implicit. Um, I think the only one that he doesn't trust at the moment is Calvin Phillips. Unfortunately, you know he's, he's missed some games where really we've all said this is the one that he's going to play, and he just hasn't. And then obviously Laporte. You know we don't know really what's going on behind the scenes with Laporte, but he clearly doesn't trust him either. It might be because of attitude or other reasons. But, um, yeah, we, we we should be fine. But title races can throw up surprises and we've, we've just got to manage these games properly, manage the players uh, and see where we go. But, yeah, as you say, listen, we can analyse all we want, but Pep's off his rocker, isn't he? Um, we saw that with, with, with how he went at Edison after our first goal the other night. He's... He doesn't think along the same lines as everyone else. Uh, he's he's one unto himself, and it, it serves us well for the most part, apart from when he galaxy brains the Champions League final once again in a few weeks' time. Um, Ollie, you got another point, mate? Yeah, I was just going to say, this is 
for the listeners what happens when you put three Ollies on a podcast together. They they, they just agree about everything. You know, I, I, we've had some episodes in the past where there's been some really fiery debates and some, you know, uh, really big topics covered. But um, coming up against Fulham, you put three Ollies on one podcast and they're just going to agree about lineup, about scores, about results. And um, hopefully, you know, another great weekend for City. All three Ollies will be celebrating and uh, we'll carry on with our title charge. So we'll see what happens, but regardless of what does happen, it will be covered, previewed and reviewed for the rest of the season here on the City Report podcast. We've been the three Ollies, Ollie Cubed. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. And listeners, we will catch you next time. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.